In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Your family, today's meditation is all about forgiveness and the look on Joseph's face. Joseph, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, one of the 12 brothers, the look on his face. The look on his face when his brothers betrayed him and sold him into slavery in Egypt. When we die, if we could ask God to see a DVD of, of any story in sacred scripture, one of my top 10, maybe top five moments would be that moment when Joseph forgave his brothers for trying to kill him and then eventually selling him into slavery. It's an Old Testament story that teaches us what the New Testament cross teaches us the infinite love and forgiveness of our Father in heaven. So recall how that all happened, how Joseph's brothers, out of jealousy and petty hatred, came to stand before him in Egypt, when after a severe seven-year famine had broken out, the brothers came to Egypt seeking food and found it, because Joseph had, through interpreting Pharaoh's dreams, spent seven years storing up food for the famine. So as an, as an aside, by the way, next time someone criticizes you for being a prepper, for being prudent in preparing for some awful times ahead, mention to them Joseph, you know, Joseph in the amazing technicolor dream coat, Joseph, and say, well, one day you, like Joseph's brothers, will be very glad that I did. Well, back to the story. After the brothers plotted to kill him, remember what Reuben said. Reuben said, no, you can't do that. So ultimately, they sell him into slavery to, listen closely now, the Ishmaelites. Now remember how Ishmael was the first son of Abraham, the common patriarch of the Abrahamic religions, and the Egypt, Egyptian Hagar is his mother. And, and Ishmael is like venerated as a, as, by the Muslims as a prophet. In case you've never connected the dots before, watch this. One of Abraham's great-great-grandsons, Joseph, the precursor to Christianity, was sold into slavery to the descendants of Ishmael, the precursor to Islam. Isn't, isn't that kind of an interesting point to ponder as we look about the world today? Well, so here's something I often wondered about this whole Joseph story. What was the look on Joseph's face when he realized he had been betrayed by his brothers? What staggering hurt he must have felt. What anguish he must have endured in the many years following when even his own execution appeared to be his fate. Yet we hear this in sacred scripture when the brothers came to Egypt to seek food. When Joseph's brothers came and knelt before him with their faces to the ground, he recognized them as soon as he saw them. But Joseph concealed his identity from them and spoke sternly to them and with that, he locked them up in the guardhouse for three days. Did you catch that? Three days. Who else do we know who was locked up, as it were, for three days? I mean, did you ever hear that story and connect the dots of that particular precursor to our Lord's three days in the tomb? Well, now listen to what happened on that third day. On the third day, Joseph said to his brothers, Do this and you shall live, for I'm a God-fearing man. 
If you have been honest, only one of your brothers needs to be confined in this prison, while the rest of you may go home and take provisions for your starving families. But you must come back to me with your youngest brother. Remember, they left Benjamin at home because their dad didn't want to be separated from this beloved son. He said, Joseph said and said to his brothers, your words will thus be verified and you will not die. And to this they agreed. But to one another, however, they said, alas, we are being punished because of our brother. Now, and this is a part that I never noticed when, when reading the sacred scripture before. So they're describing the date that they betrayed him. We saw the anguish of his heart when he pleaded with us, yet we paid no heed. I mean, I never went deep into understanding what transpired that very day, but here it is. Joseph was pleading with his brothers, don't do this to me, brothers. They did it anyway. And then the brothers say, now comes the reckoning for his blood. The brothers did not know, of course, that Joseph understood what they said. Since he spoke with them through an interpreter, but turning away from them, Joseph wept. Why was Joseph weeping? Did the many, many years he spent after the betrayal finally come to bear on his faithful heart? When he heard Reuben say, did I not tell you, did I not tell you not to do wrong to the boy and you would not listen? Did whatever hardness might have been left in Joseph's heart soften and melt? We now can see, dear family, the real suffering, the real anguish in Joseph's heart because of the betrayal. And yet, as you know, he overcame it. We certainly can't blame Joseph for putting his brothers to the test. Also that Joseph could see once again his little brother, Benjamin. Joseph had not forgotten his little brother by his same mother and only longed to see him once again. The story is so incredibly deep. Well, as you know, the story continued and the brothers went home and they retrieved Benjamin. And when it finally became clear to Joseph that the brothers actually suffered remorse for what they did to him, Joseph forgave his brothers and even gave them an excuse for their betrayal. Remember how it went. Come closer to me, Joseph told his brothers. And when they had all done so, when they had gathered up close to him, he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into slavery. But do not, do not now be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for having sold me here. It really was for the sake of saving lives that God sent me here ahead of you. The famine has been in the land for two years now and for five more years cultivation will yield no harvest. God therefore sent me ahead of you to ensure for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives in an extraordinary deliverance. So, so he's, is Joseph continuing saying this to his brothers? So it was not really you, but God who had me come here. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of all his household. 
and ruler over the whole land of Egypt. But if I get to heaven, I certainly hope to see the DVD of that moment when Joseph forgave his brothers. That story of Joseph in Egypt is a preparation for the story of our Lord on Calvary. And all this, dear family, prepares our own hearts to understand the infinite forgiveness that is offered to us by our Father, to each and every one of us, if only we would repent as Joseph's brothers did and make straight the way of the Lord. So let us then, as we pray each day the Lord's Prayer, mean it when we pray it, and be as willing to forgive others as Joseph did, so that we can receive our Lord's infinite love and forgiveness for ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.